0: So the big win is that he has delegated off some of the tasks that he and his wife were doing together, and he has put a team in place to handle finances. He's let it go. And we have a weekly call, and week by week, I see him trusted a little bit more, a little bit more. So to see his facial expression change week to week, he's starting to breathe a little easier.
1: Welcome to One Next Step the most practical business podcast in the world. You're now one simple tip, practical tool, and small step away from growing your business. One Next Step is brought to you by Belay, the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern staffing from Belay. And now to your hosts.
2: Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ, and with me, as always, is my great friend, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? LZ,
1: it's so great to be with you today. I'm so excited about your conversation and to hear it here in a few minutes.
2: Yeah. Today, I'm going to talk with Catherine Bowman, one of Belay's very own bookkeepers and one of the very first Bookkeepers for Belay. Yeah, Catherine has been around since the early days, and today she'll be talking about her role as a ballet bookkeeper. She'll also explain, most importantly, how bookkeepers help their clients save time, save money, and how they help wisely manage and spend their hard-earned dollars.
1: Speaking of bookkeepers, Elsie, great segue. I'd love <laughs> to take a moment to tell our listeners about belay. With Modern Staffing from Belay, businesses and leaders can focus on growth without the unnecessary overhead or learning curves associated with hiring and onboarding full-time employees. Belay is the incredible 100% remote organization that is revolutionizing productivity with our virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less, and get back to what only you can do, growing your business with Modern Staffing from Belay. Now, let's dive into today's conversation.
2: Hey, Catherine! Welcome to the
0: One Next Up podcast. Well, hey, Lisa! Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, I know this feels a little bit like a reunion because you've been around for a long time. You have helped make Belay Belay.
0: How cool is that? (laughs) It really is. It's been great to see um, all of the growth and progress and I've been around for 11 years. So yeah. Oh my
2: gosh, yeah, I know. What an incredible story. You know, I know that we've touched on it before, but just how, you know, you were willing to give this company a chance. And so I so appreciate that and um, appreciate you jumping on today to really help our listeners listeners kind of understand, you know, what to look for in bookkeeping, how we can help and so I think this is going to be an amazing conversation. However, before we get into the nitty-gritty and the nuts and bolts because you're going to just wow everybody. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's have a fun question. Okay? All Are you up right? for this? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, good. So, it's a pretty easy one. I'm not here to embarrass you, but what is your favorite celebrity and why?
0: Oh, favorite celebrity and why? Okay, yeah. so don't laugh. No. But I'm really not into celebrities. I never know okay. who they are. And so I have this weird glove of Pat Sajak from, from really? Will of Fortune. Yes, yes, I would say he's my favorite celebrity. He is so witty. And he's got great one-liners. And it's something my son and I watch Will of Fortune every day. And I just think Pat Sajak is the man. It's one of my secret bucket list items is to go on Will of Fortune. So I I I don't have a celebrity for you necessarily, but game show host. Does that count?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) hear me. A celebrity. Like, that would be somebody if you were to see him at, you know, Publix or, you know, out on the street. You'd want to take a picture with him, right?
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So to me, that's a celebrity. And I okay. love that. He would probably be so flattered right now to hear that. I love he it.
0: He's so funny. He, he is very, yeah. he's got a dry sense of humor and I, I love his one-liners. So big yeah. fan of Pat Saved Jack.
2: Yeah. And I just imagine what a difficult job because I mean, you really do have to, you don't really know the personalities. Like they vary on Wheel of Fortune. Some people are dry. Some people are funny. Like he has to know how to work that whole thing.
0: He, he does. He's got a great personality for that role. So I enjoy watching him every night. It's good, family-friendly fun. Yeah.
2: Does that mean that you are a great speller?
0: I feel like given the opportunity, I would do well on Will of Fortune. But I say yeah. that, I'd probably then go and embarrass myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll be my 12-year-old if that counts for anything. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, absolutely that counts. <laughs> I realized when my kids got to be about, what, like uh, 9, 10, that they started to get smarter than me. So mm-hmm. the fact that you could be a 12-year-old, I mean, kudos to you. There you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we kind of started out by talking how long you've been here at Belay. And so I do think it's worth kind of going back to that story. Are you willing to share a little bit about how you joined us?
0: Sure, sure. So about 12 years ago, I went to lunch with some friends, and they had heard of the initial startup of what at the time was just called Mac Bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a friend who knew about it and just kind of threw some mutual connections. And I was in need of something to utilize my talents, but I had a new baby and I wanted to be a yeah. mom and I didn't really know how to merge those two worlds of I have a career, I have an accounting degree, but I have this beautiful, precious newborn and I want to be able to balance that. And so yeah. in talking, they kind of explained how it would work and used the phrase, you know, virtual bookkeeper and working from home. And I thought, how weird is that? Is that really going to be a thing? But I have nothing to lose. And so gave it a shot. Um, And in the beginning, it was like, you know, probably six or seven of us on a conference call because that's what the company existed of. But um, man, initially got a few clients and started to see really how technology had changed. And we really could serve clients virtually and had a few wins. Got an actual first paycheck and thought this is, <laughs> this is real. This is really which was a handwritten be-
2: check back in the day. It was a handwritten <laughs> <It> was. check <laughs> by Shannon. <laughs> yes,
0: it was um, so that came in the mail and I thought this really is something. This is where where the world is headed. It's where mm-hmm. I'm headed, and it was. I think I thrived so much because I was also at peace in my personal life, and mm-hmm. I knew that I could serve my family and be a mom, and then still feel like I had an individual say in the business world. So right. it was such a good thing initially. And then it just grew and grew and grew multiple service lines a new name. And yeah. the growth has been amazing to watch. So and to, yeah. to have been a part of it the whole time and to see it, witness it and feel it. I tell my friends all the time when they complain about their jobs, every job has got something that's difficult. But at the end of the day, I'm so thankful for mine because I don't have that corporate drama and stress that a lot of people talk about. It's it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing in the world. And I just, um, to not have that is, it puts me at peace.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm trying to think, and if my fingers could type fast enough, you said that the original calls were about five or six. and, um, And I'm pretty sure that I was on, with the five, because that's what I remember about those original calls, because, you know, I, uh, Trisha recruited me, and I was one of the first virtual assistants, and I just remember us getting on, it was Skype back in the day, wow. and then we had the free conference call number, and we would all call in, and we'd <laughs> go around, like, it was like a little round robin, and we'd talk about what we were doing, you know, at that time. Um, and it like uh, the
0: Brady Bunch squares, where we just
2: yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. totally. And then, um, I remember those first checks of you know, Shannon, she was handwriting them and mailing them out. And the funny thing is, I actually didn't get my first check, um, she wasn't. forgot to mail it to me, so I did not have the same experience you did, Catherine, where I actually got my first paycheck and I stuck around. <laughs> Look at that, <laughs>
0: they worked it out, they worked it out, they, now they worked, it worked it out every time, on time, every month without fail. Yeah. So, well, I
2: that's, I mean, I am the CFO now, so maybe some things have changed. Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I helped the
2: payment process work a little better. <laughs> no, I love that. And I love your commitment to Belay and you just continuing, um, you know, to serve clients with excellence. And like I said, your your commitment to us. So I think that you're going to add a lot of value to those who are listening right now and who maybe have a bookkeeper and um, maybe have a CPA they're leveraging. And they're kind of throwing around the idea of going this sort of fractional bookkeeping route and they just don't know enough about it. And so thank you for joining us and really diving into that. So if you don't mind, uh, let's start out with this. Every entrepreneur wants to save time and of course they want to save money and they want to wisely manage and spend it. Most of them love to spend it mm-hmm. from my, you know, my experience here. So let's walk through each of those and talk about how you and your clients handle it. So um, how do you help entrepreneurs save time? Let's start there.
0: Well, I would start, I would say a lot of times it's different for each one and it depends on what their pain Mm -hmm. points are. And so we kind of work through that on a discovery call and figure out really what's what's stressing them out, what is taking up more time than they should be spending on bookkeeping. But Mm -hmm. one of the ones that I hear most consistently is just that nitpicky expense reporting process that comes up on yeah. every single kickoff call. Um, clients are really frustrated with how to manage a team and how to communicate expenses and what they're for. And so mm-hmm. we work to with clients initially. There's a couple of different routes you can go with. Some are free. Some have a little subscription you can pay to certain websites. I make recommendations based on really how can initially get that taken care of pretty quickly and. Um, efficiently so that they're not in the nitty gritty of that. And it helps them delegate that out. If you can teach your team how to be responsible for their portion of the budget and they own that, then you're not spending hours coding transactions. And so that's one of the first ones we start with on on their time management.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have any suggestions? You mentioned sort of a a low entry cost or maybe something that's free. Anyone come to mind? I know here at Belay, we use Expensify. That's pretty an an affordable option for that.
0: Expensify is very affordable. Concur Solutions is great. Mm -hmm. Another really very great option that's user-friendly. And I will tell you, for some of my clients, we use good old-fashioned Google Drive. And I import their chart of accounts with a drop-down box. And they use that if they don't need to capture receipts. Um, Mm -hmm. So those are are options. That one's free. So there's a couple of different different options that we use that take them away from paper receipts where they're having to Mm -hmm. send those over So we look at, we look at all of the ones and kind of see what's not working for Mm -hmm. you right now and see if we need to change that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that we started with save time. So the next favorite one of mine is how do you help them save money?
0: Ooh, saving money. It's one of my favorite (laughs) things to focus on. I am extremely type A and I love a good Excel spreadsheet. So looking at the numbers. Sometimes you really, churches think that they can't cut costs. They just don't see how they can make it possible, especially when personnel is a huge portion of their budget. And so what I tell them is in order to save money, we have to have accurate reports and we have to know where it's going. So it's really in the development of their chart of accounts. For example, one of my churches asked me, do we need to have a chart of account for printing? I thought, well, if you ever want to evaluate if your printing costs are more or less than the per- than the idea of purchasing a copier, then yes, we would need to know that. And so for me to be able to offer solutions really mm-hmm. starts with having a great chart of accounts mm-hmm. so that I can look at the history and see and look for pain points in areas where we're over budget and offer up uh, suggestions for how to save. So um, mm-hmm. initially we would do a chart of account review, make sure that your reports are telling you what you need to know, that it's valuable information.
2: Of said one of my favorite words, which is budget. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that that's a really simple way to save money is to create a budget, right? I mean, people talk about that personally. So why not have a budget for your business?
0: You know what I found is, myself included, we're also afraid of the word budget. It has such a negative connotation, like it's going to restrain us. But mm-hmm. I really believe it frees us. Um, when we have a budget, yeah. We can tell our money where to go and not respond to where it's been. We can actually, you know, Mm -hmm. analyze things and make good decisions knowing what we expect to have come in and and spend. Now, it's not something to live and breathe by and create anxiety for you. It's really supposed to be a guide. And so analyzing a budget versus actual report is key. And so then Mm -hmm. you can determine where you need to pump the brakes or where you have freedom to invest in a certain ministry so yeah. creating the budget, a lot of them don't even know where to start. So we help them create budgets when we get started. That's something I like to implement within 90 days of kickoff with, mm-hmm. a, with a client is to have an established budget.
2: Yeah, yeah. And do you, um, do you use prior year financials to kind of start with that, that budget template? Like how, if for someone who's maybe afraid of that idea, um, how do you give them something that maybe doesn't feel like they're having to start from scratch?
0: Yes, going with a prior year's financial information is a great way to start with a budget. Mm-hmm. But we always typically make adjustments. Of course, um, the last yeah. few years are not typical. And so sure. we have to adjust for that. We also have to yeah. communicate with the clients, you know, have there been any major changes? Have you added on a new location? Have you lost a certain percentage of your parsonage or your membership? You know, have conversations to communicate things that we know that we can implement and add to the data that we have. Has your student ministry grown? And you're actually going to do two VBS weekends. And some of the things that those questions that we talk about, um, and that really comes just from getting to know their ministry, having them talk to us mm-hmm. and communicate. So I start with prior years data, and then I start with, tell me what you know, really, it's a, yeah. it's a simple, tell me, tell me what you think is going to happen. And we talk through those different scenarios. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's key um, in easing some of that anxiety because I think that some people just don't know what they don't know. And so mm-hmm. kind of showing them. And then when you have those detailed GL accounts, like you had talked about earlier, then they go, what do you mean? I didn't know I was spending this much on lunches for everybody, or I didn't know I was spending this much on printing. And then that, then you can start to build a budget that puts some uh, boundaries on those Mm -hmm. costs. Whereas before you didn't have, you weren't setting expectations for your team and they could maybe spend a little bit more than you intended them to, um, no fault of their own. They just didn't have guidelines.
0: And Lisa, one of my favorite things about the budget is they can take sections of it and delegate it out to staff members. Mm -hmm. And that takes some of the weight off of our senior pastors our executive pastors. They can give their student minister a certain portion of the budget and say, this is yours and delegate that to them. And then that person is responsible for managing it. It also internally gives their staff a sense of pride and they know that they're trusted. And so it mm-hmm. kind of really implements their business even in a bigger way than financial. And so I really love a budget for so many things. <laughs> I think it's, it's multifaceted yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, me and you both, me and you both, I love it. I, I love when it comes budget season and I love um, reviewing Financials Monthly, in comparison to that, too. So so that's awesome. All right. So we talked about saving time, we talked about saving money. All right, now let's talk about wisely managing and spending money. And so I think that we kind of touched on a little bit about reviewing things, reviewing that budget, um, reviewing those expense reports, but I feel like it goes a little deeper than that. So you got any suggestions around how to wisely spend and manage
0: money? You know, starting with the budget, obviously, we've already touched on that. That's a great yeah. place to, to call. But what I have found, and even in my personal life, is if you don't have a dedicated time set mm. aside with your bookkeeper to really talk and analyze things, you'll let it go a month, two months, a quarter, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're almost at the end of the year. So sure. one of the things I like to do with my clients is have a scheduled conference call to where we dedicated communication time for not just the budget, but mm-hmm. for all things financial. We look at debt and mm-hmm. what's the game plan to get that taken care of. Do you have an emergency fund? We, we analyze the balance sheet and the profit and loss statement. And so I think that it all comes down to a dedicated time to focus on those items because we tend to put things that are sometimes not fun, sometimes not extremely interesting or Um, can be Mm -hmm. tedious at times. We put those to the back burner. And so Mm -hmm. to be wise with your money really means intentionality and Mm -hmm. a planned conversation where we're going to address these things. So, and I guess that's, you know, in all things in life, whether it's going on a workout or weight loss, all of the things that we have goals for, if we're intentional with them, we will be able to make wise decisions.
2: Yeah, I love that intentionality and planning the time because I know again just from networking and and friends, I'm always shocked to find out that uh, we have business owners and I shouldn't say belay, but there are business owners out there, because belay, we don't allow that uh, with our clients. (laughs) I say that jokingly. (laughs) We encourage monthly reviews of financial statements. And um, I've talked with folks before who are like, yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I have to do it every other month. And I'm like, what do you mean you're doing it every month or every quarter? What are you missing out on? And so I love the idea that you're stating, you know, put it on your calendar, have a specific time to do it, talk with your bookkeeper Perhaps if you've got some complicated tax issues, set up time to talk to your CPA because it, that is not going to go away. I mean, the data is there, the money is there, or the money is not there, and it's not going to make it any easier the more you ignore it.
0: But I also I do understand how it can happen because these people that I work with, especially in churches, they're they're such they're so dynamic. Their leadership skills are um in other places to be honest with you they're fantastic speakers and they engage with people and they're going to lunches and they care for them and so really this being a a true focus Mm -hmm. it can't take up too much of their time and so what i love is coming to those meetings where i've done the back work and i can do a 30-minute summary and they know they're engaged they focused on it they've been intentional but it didn't take a week worth of work and they don't have to dig through all of the nitpicky numbers I record it and report it so that we can analyze it.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, do you have perhaps like a a client experience that stands out to you um, over the past 11 years? Like what is something that you feel like maybe was a big win? Maybe somebody who was a little bit more reluctant to move on to a virtual bookkeeper or uh, maybe somebody who was, I mean, just ready to do it, um, but you had a better outcome than you expected.
0: You know, it's actually... um, happening right now with a new client oh, that I've, I've okay. just taken over early February, and um, mm-hmm. this person, such a great leadership, and his wife is involved in ministry with him, and so okay. she is helping with all things admin, and as we know, that can get a little bit difficult. He told me, you know, there's receipts in my truck. She's getting them out and coding them for me. Oops, she's doing oops, all, oops. yeah, and I said, well, <laughs> she's much nicer than I would be, like you <laughs> Right, yeah. (laughs) And so the big win is honestly, we we developed a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And we came Mm -hmm. up with because if you get on your kickoff call, it can be very overwhelming for all of the things we want to do. And so you get this long list of initial action items and access and things to set up. And I I told him, I was like, you're not going to feel relief for 60 days. You're actually going to feel a little bit of. We're going to have some growing pains as we get to know each other and as I learn your ministry. But then after 60 days and we have processes and procedures developed, you're going to sigh a big sigh of relief because you'll see it work in action. So bear with me. Um, So the big win is that he has delegated off some of the tasks that he and his wife were doing together. And he has put a team in place to handle finances. He's let it go. And um, just... Walking through him and helping him trust the system and seeing it, we have a weekly call and week by week, I see him trusted a little bit more, a little bit more because he yeah. was hesitant. He thought, okay, sure. paid this first month fee. Now what? <laughs> so right. to see his facial expression change week to week and for him to know that we are headed really fast towards all of the things that we've set out in our 30, 60, 90, we are about halfway there. And so yeah we're, we're start, he's starting to breathe a little easier. I love that. I love that. And I think it's a good
2: point to mention that he had somebody, his wife, who mm-hmm. obviously he loves and trusts tremendously. And that was helping. And you're trying to you're able to to get them to a place where there's even more efficiency and there's more transparency. And it's not burdening them either, but you're relieving them from all that. And so I think that a lot of times that's what happens is in whether it's ministry or in a for-profit business is we just think, let me look at the people around me in my home and who has a skill set or maybe a friend's got a skill set to do this. And that's not always a good fit long term. And you've got to look outside um, for, um, like I like to say, some additional accountability. Adding in that other layer of having somebody that's not related to you or or so close to the business or so close to the ministry, I think is a good thing.
0: And we really had just a lot of people doing a little bit of everything. That's really what Mm -hmm. was going on. And I talked to him about... Let's define some clear roles and decide who's going to do what. And they're only going to do that. And so you guys don't have to text each other all day. Did you do this or did I do this? There's not confusion. We're really going to define who is your admin person? Who is your finance person? How does that relate to me? Who do I communicate to get um, at the end of the day tasks done more efficiently and faster? And that's it's been really neat to see it play out. We're we're making progress. Mm -hmm. We're not where we want to be, but we are well on our way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Such a great reminder that you have to be willing to um, step out of your comfort zone and realize that you can save time, save money, and manage things much better if you're willing to delegate to a trusted source that has the prior experience and, um, You're willing to be led a little bit, right? I think it's a two-way street. Delegation's a two-way street. You have to be willing to lead others, but you have to be willing to be led yourself.
0: That's a great statement. I'm going to write that one down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Well, one of the things that we like to do, Catherine, is we like to offer our listeners um, a bonus next step. It's like a bonus ode of this podcast. So I feel like we've got maybe one more, two more questions here. Would you be willing to stick around and maybe answer one
0: more? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it.
2: Okay, awesome. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here. The conversation's so good with Catherine. So I definitely want you to stick around. You don't want to miss it. In order to hear this clip, you must subscribe to our email list and we're going to send you a link to our bonus content. Or you can always visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find a link in our show notes.
1: LZ, what a great conversation with Catherine. I was really impressed by her commitment to her bookkeeping clients and helping them succeed.
2: Agreed. Catherine is such a bookkeeping rock star. And we're so grateful that she's chosen to commit to Belay for over a decade. As you know, every week we offer one next step for our listeners. Head on over to the show notes page for today's episode to access the fantastic bookkeeping resource we have for you and take the first next step towards alleviating stress and elevating your business.
1: Well, thank you so much for tuning in for today's One Next Step. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you're ready to start accomplishing more and juggling less, go to belaysolutions.com.
2: Join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you advance your business one step at a time. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.
1: Join us next week for an amazing conversation with Harris III. He is a speaker, author, illusionist, and entrepreneur who has a mission to help other entrepreneurs transform from the story they feel stuck in to the life they want to live. Don't miss this episode. We think that imagination is something that we use as kids, and then as we get older, it starts to fade away, and it's just not the case. We use our imaginations every day as adults to worry, to fear, especially in the context of change. And so I think that worry is a misuse of imagination, and part of the reason why that narrative work is so important is because it allows you to take agency over that storytelling process to recognize how you're misusing your imagination.